You know, as an entrepreneur, I understand how much creating more wealth and abundance is important to you. And it's important to me too. After all, we don't need to be broke healers or broke entrepreneurs or call our amazing business a small business or a hobby, which is why I have just released the Abundance Power Duo. It is absolutely free right at my website, emilyarons.com. You can sign up today, get your Abundance Power Duo for free and start clearing the blocks that may be blocking you without you even realizing it. The best part of all is that these aren't just like two minute little freebie junky meditations. These are actually meditations that I use myself personally and that are found inside of the Mastery and Ascension membership, which is a gated community. You have to pay to play. So the fact that I'm giving these away for free is kind of bonkers. And I want you to have the best results possible, which is why I'm giving you the best meditations to unlock abundance and get you into the flow so that you can serve at your highest level. Get the Abundance Power Duo today over at emilyarons.com. And don't be stingy. Tell all of your friends they should get it too. It's free for everybody, even if they're not a podcast listener like you are. But hopefully they will be because they're making good decisions. Grab your Abundance Power Duo right now over at emilyarons.com. Back to this episode. Warm welcome back, listeners, and hello to my newest listeners. I absolutely love that you are here with me this week. I have a very special episode, and I just want to say how much I have been loving all of the DMs on Instagram. Uh, A lot of folks who have been listening to me uh, collaborate as a guest on various other podcasts. I've been doing a lot of outreach lately and loving it. You send me the most beautiful DM saying how much the episode meant to you. And I just want to warmly warmly welcome you here. So, and for those of you been here for a long time, you know, we've changed a lot of things up on the podcast as far as programming. So we're not doing weekly episodes as much anymore. We're going to be doing the every other week by weekly episodes. And we're also changing out the pattern of having the Monday forecasts on the podcast. We want to make sure that you're able to really dive deeper into the content to really connect. And that's what I want you to do. I don't want you to get, you know, bogged down with episodes that you haven't heard yet. So this is a great opportunity to go back and listen to ones that you love or listen to ones that you haven't heard. But before we get into all that, I want to talk about today's podcast guest, which is Kelly Roach. I am so, so honored to have her here. I was recently a guest on her podcast, but today she's here talking about scaling your business during a hard economic time. And frankly, really talking about trends that are happening, buying patterns, and how to really get back on track if you're feeling off. And she offers a number of really solid, tangible tips throughout the episode, and especially loaded at the end where she talks about if you're just diving into your business now, just starting to get it going, what are some really easy, actionable ways that you can get in front of people and you can start to convert people in your close audience into customers? This is 
absolutely an episode you're going to want to take copious notes with. And Kelly talks about seasonality in your business. And for those of you who are really familiar with Kelly and how successful her, you know, multi-million dollar business is and her, you know, wide range of coaching, you know, this is something that I really love about Kelly today is that she she gets intimate with us and she really talks about intuition, which, you know, you might not suspect from somebody who is more focused on teaching business and finance. But I love that she really opened up on the podcast. So you'll find that and more in this week's episode. And I cannot wait to hear what you think of this episode. Always, always, always take a screenshot and put it in your Instagram stories. Tag me and Kelly. Let us know how much you enjoy the episode. And if you have, uh, you know, a, a spare two minutes, I would love a podcast review. You can do it over on iTunes. That's how I see them. And I'd love to read them every episode. And I also really love them, even if you're not on iTunes, if you put it on a Facebook review or even just say something nice to a friend, that really does it for me. So let's get into this week's episode with Kelly Roach. You're listening to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast. I'm your host, Emily Ahrens. I'm an entrepreneur and highly sought after energy healer with over two decades in practice. I'm a mixture of high vibe energy and cutting edge strategy with a little dash of unfiltered real talk, making this the one and only podcast that gives you a down to earth approach to business and spirituality. Tune in each week to get out of the stress of overworking so you can build a brand in alignment with your soul's purpose. If there's one thing I've learned the hard way, it's that you have to stop looking outside yourself for the answer and start looking within. We all have a unique path and it's time you start trusting in yourself. The truth is you already have everything you need. You just need to learn how to access it. Now, let's dive in. It's time you experience business and soul alignment. Welcome back to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast. I'm here with a very special guest. And, you know, I don't just bring anybody in here. I like to bring you experts who can really bring a ton of value, who have been either in the field of spirituality or business and can really bring their expertise to this podcast. And I'm pleased to bring Kelly Roach to the podcast. Warm welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Me too. And I don't know if you guys listened to me on Kelly's podcast recently. So this is like a little exchange. I love to be able to guest podcast together and, you know, kind of brings in different elements when you can, sure. you know, highlight each different person. So today I really wanted to bring Kelly in to talk about how to scale your business during uh, economic downturn and when things start to shift. And I know I'm seeing buying patterns changing and trends are starting to show up and, you know, I would love for you to just dive into that. Before we do that, I would love to kind of backtrack. And for folks who may not be familiar with you, if that's even possible, but if they are not, let's just give a quick, how did you get to this point where you are this running this multi-million dollar business? You have been helping with philanthropic endeavors. Like you're, you're everywhere. You've got multiple best-selling books. So 
let's kind of take it back to where were you? How did you grow up? How, what, what got you interested? Cause yeah. you're obviously a high achiever, but we need to know like, where did you come from Kelly? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, first of all, it's all about the journey. I just love the challenge of growing and becoming. And, and I think it's so important to remember that as an entrepreneur. And I think that's, what's, you know, I've been in business 10 years now for myself, but I, I have been doing business for a very long time. And I'll share a little bit about my background, but it's enjoying the journey of becoming and learning. And especially in a season like the one that we're entering now, it's, it's even more important than ever to really be able to dial into the fact that everything that is placed in your path is placed in your path to help you to teach, grow and become. And I think so many times when something comes in our path that does not seem as if it's providing the immediacy that we desire or following mm. the plan or expectation that we had presupposed, you know, we feel like we're off track and that's never actually the case. So I'll just, I'll preface it by saying that, but in terms of my, my background, you know, what motivated me to really dive into the world of, of business and particularly helping people to understand how to create financial freedom was of course that I grew up in a family where I lived just above the poverty line. We were always struggling with money. The point of contention and conversation uh, in my house growing up every single day. And I think that there was an extreme scarcity mindset and also a lack of belief that you can both do good in the world and make a lot of money. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a belief system that was passed to a lot of people, yeah. obviously, which we know not to be true. And so, you know, for me, I always, from the moment I was able to start working, I've had like three to four jobs. And I always use the example, when I was in college, I was an NFL cheerleader. I was teaching aerobics classes. I was a cocktail waitress. I was a babysitter. You know, I was always doing three, four jobs. And I, I believe that life is absolutely what we make of it in, in mm. every circumstance, in, in every single day we wake up and, and it's a, a thousand decisions and choices that we can make to capitalize on the opportunity in front of us. When I graduated from college, I got into the most entry-level position in a fortune 500 company. And I was the first one in and the last one out every single day. And I was promoted seven times in eight years. So oh, I wow. became the youngest senior vice president in the company. And I ended up going from managing one branch, which was basically the worst branch in the country that no one wanted to run and starting <laughs> a, a new division there and then built up to 17 locations and, and build a team of a hundred really from the ground up and did that through the collapse of 2008 and 2009, you know, and then in 2012 started my own coaching company, which is now an eight figure organization. I run a philanthropic foundation as well and several other companies that I have partners in. And I think one of the things as we look at where we are today, that's very important for all of us to consider is becoming a four season CEO, mm. right? And so we just came out of a period where most people don't recognize what just happened, but, you know, over the last couple of years during the pandemic and, you know, the environment that we were in, people were not spending on a lot of the things that they normally do, which freed up a lot of money to invest in you know, online courses, programs in themselves, you know, so on and so forth. So there was a lot of, you know, freed up income because people mm -hmm. were not spending in other ways. Yeah. People were not traveling. They yeah. were not vacationing. They were not spending money on a lot of those things that they save up for and use all of their disposable income for every year. Mm -hmm. They were not dining out. Yeah. Many people were getting stimulus checks from the government. 
right? And so the list goes on and on and on of this perfect storm of money being funneled into the internet over the last couple of years that all of us benefited from. And now the tables have really turned, right? People are living their lives again, which is amazing news, right? (laughs) Right. They're not sitting on their phones all day in their house anymore because they, you know, they can't go anywhere. They're out traveling, they're out living their lives, they're vacationing, they're spending money on, on all different things that they hadn't been for the last couple of years. And this is why I say becoming a four season CEO is so important Mm. because I have seen just in the last couple of months, and you mentioned it already, obviously buying patterns are changing. And what that means is, is that if you as a business owner are not really reading the room and mm. getting in the operating mindset of your client, your business is, is really going to, you know, struggle in, yeah. in this next season. Yeah. And it's very important for all of us as business owners to realize that the economy follows cycles, Right. Um, for me as a business leader, I've been through a cycle of a collapse. I've been through a cycle of a boom, you know, there's all these different cycles, right? Many business owners, the moment that the season changes, it's like full on pandemonium panic. Like the sky is falling. My what's going to happen to my business? Like, how am I going to survive? And a lot of people make rash decisions really quickly because it feels like in this moment, it's like desperation and you have to make these permanent choices because of a very temporary situation. Now, a recession can last two years. Mm -hmm. We know that, right? So on one hand, I think it's important to recognize that the change in the dynamics of the, the business climate that we're operating in have changed. No doubt about it. For sure. On the flip side, I am a firm believer, and I have been talking about this for years and years and years, from disruption comes innovation. Mm -hmm. And when there is a situation that happens like what's happening right now, this is really when the greatest opportunities come. For sure. The people that really plant their feet solidly on the ground, they're going to go really long and hard on serving customers in a deeper, more meaningful way, listening more intently. Mm -hmm being more innovative in the solutions that we provide yeah, and being forward thinking. Yeah. Well, and I think too, this is where our instincts and our intuition can interject because we can see these trends outside of us, but we should also be starting to feel it inside of us. We should be feeling a pull towards getting rid of a certain thing that I've, we've been doing. Why am I doing it? Why am I on all these platforms? This doesn't make any sense. I don't think everybody needs to consume all of this and starting to make decisions and pivots that are based on something that's coming up internally. The other thing that can happen internally is when this climate starts to shift and stress is elevated especially for highly sensitive people is that we can mistakenly think that it's our own stress and we can mistakenly start reacting. Like what you're saying is like, Oh my God, everything's on fire. And then running around like a chicken with their head cut off. And it's like, you don't need to panic. You need to ground and like, like maybe like slap yourself a little bit, take a cold (laughs) shower, whatever you need to do, ground yourself and go, I'm okay. Everything is okay. What can I do right now? And That is truly, I believe intuition leads to innovation because it's always going to be that next step ahead of you. And it's going to pull you in ways that you're like, huh, I never thought of doing it that way. I've always just been over here doing it the same way. I could not agree more. And I I really come back to the word of being grounded. 
Mm-hmm. And when something is no longer working the way it was, what does that mean, right? It means that clearly there is a better way. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a month ago or six months ago, the way that you were doing it was just fine. And, mm-hmm. and, it was, and you were very happy with the results. And so there was nothing internally, intuition, as you said, that was telling you, this isn't working. I need to do this differently, so on and so forth. But when something stops working, what does it mean? Does it mean this way that you were doing it was the only way, <laughs> there, the only way on the planet that this objective could be accomplished? No, mm. we know that's never the case. If you look at a hundred successful business owners, they're each accomplishing their success in a different way, Yeah. right? Yeah. There are countless ways to achieve any objective that we want to. So when dynamics change and the environment changes, does that mean there's less opportunity? I actually believe there's more opportunity Mm. because so many people panic and they pull back and they stop what they're doing. And, and like you said, they, they think that it's them. It's like Mm. personal, like my business isn't working. My market isn't buying my clients. Like, no, 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 it's just a dynamic shift that's going on. And, and the dynamic shift, I always say like, you can disrupt or you can be disrupted, right? Mm. You can allow the disruption to basically come to your doorstep and say, you must change or, you know, Mm. this isn't going to go well, or you can look at the changing dynamics and you can say, okay, you know, let, let's do some evolution here. And when I say four season CEO, I think, you know, for business owners, for all of us, it's so important. You know, there's the winter where things die and where the ground has to be resting and and fertilize and and plan for the future. And things, you mentioned it earlier, you need to stop doing things that no longer serve you, that Mm -hmm. are not a fit for the next season that maybe three months ago, you never would have questioned. Mm -hmm. But now maybe it's winter and maybe you're saying, you know, is that really necessary? Like, is that the best and highest use? Right. right. Yeah. And then there's spring that comes where it's just bountiful new life. Right. right. But I think it's very hard to welcome something new into your life. Welcome more into your life. If every corner is already taken, oh, there's sure. no white space for sure. I wanted to take a moment to invite you to take a breath, not just any breath, but putting your hands over your heart and opening up to gratitude just for a moment. Doesn't that feel better? And I know that you're like me, you're wanting to open up more abundance, more intuition, and certainly a deeper connection with your higher self so that you don't have to get stuck in indecision and worrying about what is the best next step for you. And for me, one of the best ways that I do that is through journaling. But the difficult part with journaling is sometimes I don't really have the best journaling prompts. I don't know exactly what I want to say. And sometimes it's just a free writing. But what I've learned is that when I'm very intentional with what I want to create, magic unfolds. That's where I learned about the journaling club. The journaling club is a guided journaling membership that curates for you deep, exhilarating, and connected journaling exercises that help you unlock more happiness, more positivity, and that deeper connection to your higher self. You can learn more about the journaling club with journaling rituals by joining at thejournalingclub.com. So just as an example, we just took a moment to be grateful. 
What's something that you're grateful to have experienced that you never want to forget? This is just one example of the journaling prompts that you get inside the journaling club. Again, head over to thejournalingclub.com to join this membership today. And I love that you talk about seasonality because we are cyclical beings, whether you are in a female body and you have your cycle every month or not, or some people don't have a cycle at all. We live in a cyclical world. And in fact, it's so funny that when the pandemic first happened and I was like, it's going to be fine. I mean, everybody gets a cold and then you're like, wait a minute, this isn't a cold. And I started to feel that fear. I was on a walk and I felt this tree. It was like, come over here. I went and I put my head on the tree and the tree showed me the seasons. Like in my mind's eye, I saw the seasons. Yeah. Like, like, do you panic when all the leaves fall off the trees? No, they come right back up every single year. You don't have to. And so being able to be cyclical in our business and respecting the cycle and the season that we're in is going to be so helpful. But something that you said too, is at the beginning about having a plan and when things go a little bit off kilter, you know, this is when people panic and they're like, it's not part of my plan or people will reach out to me. Am I on the right path? But hearing your story as, you know, a young child who is, you know, hardworking, you're working multiple jobs. You've clearly got this disposition about you that you're like, I'm not going to stop. Nothing can stop me. And I love that about you. I feel like I have that same, like, I'm just like success is inevitable because I'm going to make it happen. Damn it. Yeah. And, and I feel that part of your energy is like, you've never stopped. Like probably from the very earliest ages, you probably want to grew up and were like, I'd like to be the biggest, baddest, whatever it is from a very early age. Am I guessing correctly? Yeah. 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 So there are people, I think, be, let's be honest, because I think that there are some people who are wanting and aspiring to be a business owner and maybe just not cut out for it because they can't go with the cycles. They can't, you know, if things yeah. aren't going as planned, they're like, I, I, they lose their mind. So yeah, that, it's such an important point because, you know, and I get a lot of grief for this and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it, but, you know, running a business is far far more intellectually challenging than doing a job. Mm-hmm. Um, it There's more risk, there's more mm. stress, there's more complexity by design because you're going from a job where you're responsible for your little silo to being over. And I say this, I run a, you know, a large organization and, and multiple of them. And, and I did a job where I ran 17 locations and I had a team of hundred. So I've had the experience of What does that look like when it's a job for someone else? Mm -hmm. And what does it look like when you're the business owner? And entrepreneurship has been glamorized and simplified to such an extent that there are so many people that maybe they just want to make an extra thousand dollars a month that think they need to become a business owner. And then they become a business owner and it destroys their life and they're miserable. Yeah. Or maybe they're in the wrong environment or in the wrong job. And so they say, I don't, I had a bad boss. So I want to go work for myself. Worst reason ever. By right. The way. <laughs> right. Um, you want to talk about working for the hardest boss in the world that like makes you insane. Go right. work for yourself. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> right. So, so being a business owner is hard. It's, I believe, the most rewarding thing in the world, but it, it's you have to be circuited for it. It's mm. not for everyone. And, and I believe that there's people that are perfectly designed to do very well financially 
Mm-hmm. As someone that succeeds within an organization, I call them entrepreneurs. I have yeah. a lot of them on yeah. my team. Yeah. Brilliant people, brilliant yeah. people that they, they're genius at what they do. They're, they have just as much drive and motivation as I do, just as much talent as I do, just as much everything as I do. But they're not cut out to be that person. They're cut out to be that person's teammate. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so I think glam, let's glamorize that. Like yes. let's glamorize getting yes. on the path that is only right for you versus getting on a path that in most instances, people think that it's going to be one thing because the story that's told online mm-hmm. and in essence, it becomes, you know, something else. I, I call our clients business athletes and, you know, I talk a lot very openly about, and, and you said it already, like the ability to bend and, and, mm-hmm. you know, since the conversation about the economy has become very public in the last month or so, I've been talking about this concept of becoming a four season CEO. If you cannot grow into someone that can thrive in a collapse, that can thrive in a period of growth with high competition, that can thrive in a slowdown, that can thrive during a period of market disruption, don't be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be that person coming into it. Right. You don't have to know what those things coming into it, but you have to be a person that's willing to grow into that. Because guess yeah. what? The economy cycles through all of those things over and over and over and over again. So during your life cycle of being an entrepreneur, you'll either experience all of those things or you will quit when that happens. Yes. And so I think a big part of it is not taking it personally and not feeling as if it's the end of the world when these things happen, but instead taking a step back, reading the room, adjusting to the operating mindset for me you know, we, we use live launch, obviously I teach live launch and and wrote the book on it. And, and that has been a a huge mechanism for our growth for years. We had been launching high ticket 30,000 plus programs with live launch for the last five years in February, before anyone was talking about us being in a recession Mm -hmm. for the first time in five years, even though I was doing something that was making me millions and millions of dollars, we switched and started selling digital training programs and low ticket courses with our live launch and building an internal buyers list that were then upselling into our high ticket programs. Because intuitively I knew before anyone was in it, I knew the economy was contracting. I knew the buyer mentality was changing. I knew people were looking for quick win, fast results, shorter commitment and lower ticket price. And our growth hasn't slowed because of that. It was just literally, I took the pieces of the puzzle. They used to be in orders one, two, three, four. Now they're in orders four, three, two, one. Right. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, like, I love this story and thank you for sharing this because this is like this overview of like, okay, this is a big business. These are things that work. We're shifting up how we do that. So I want to zoom in a little bit because as the person who is making the you're calling the shots. You're saying, yeah. okay, we need to make this change. You know, as you're orchestrating your team members to say, remember how we've been doing it this way for the last five years? Well, guess <laughs> what? <laughs> We're not going to do that right now. So, you know, you have to then have the conversations with your team members, reorchestrate, move those numbers backwards or whichever way you're moving it. And then you're also going through internal shifting as well, the conflict. So what was that like for you personally, when you made those 
choices? Did you have fears, worries, anxieties that came up? Like, am I doing this the right way? Like, how was that for you? Yeah, no, it's, it's such a good question. And change management is so hard, right? Because you're dealing with so many emotions and so many different people and so many different responses and change management is something that I think is one of the most important core competencies of a good leader, right? Making people feel safe when the ground is moving under their feet, which is a skill, oh, yes. right? It's not easy. It's True. something that we all have to really work on, right? Because you're like, you're totally secure. And by the way, your whole job just changed, right? Right. Don't worry. All the things that you've been doing the last five years yeah, are not going to exactly. be happening, but you're good. Exactly. So for me, when, when we made this change and it, it's so interesting because I, I consider myself a very logical and strategic person. However, I rely very heavily on intuition. My intuition was like, you need to change this and you need to change this now. And yeah. I did not have the data to, to back it up. Yeah. So like no one was saying at this point when I made this change, like we're in a recession, the economy is contracting. In fact, I feel like that was kind of being like hidden under the radar. Now, obviously it's like out in the open and everyone's like, ah, and I'm like, this has been going on for like six months, but I did not feel fearful because I trusted my instincts and, mm -hmm. and my instincts were going off. Like, I mean, red flags everywhere. Like you better change this like this needs to change now. And so we did it very quickly. Yeah. And I just was honest with my team. And I just said, listen, like, I feel this shift happening. I, we need to make this change. We're going to get to where we need to be. We're going to keep the business moving forward. Like we're going to stay on track. You just have to trust me. Mm. And thankfully, you know, my team was able to get behind that. And we made that change really quickly. I think you know, one of the reasons why big corporations are doing mass layoffs right now is that it takes them so long to make a change that by the time they make the change, it's too late. And mm. then they have to make drastic short-term decisions that don't serve their long-term. Yes. If you are an entrepreneur, your biggest advantage is that you can make a decision this morning and you can implement it this afternoon. And then you're not forced to make right. short-term decisions that have bad long-term consequences. If I listened to my intuition in that moment and I made that change and we switched to selling digital training programs and it didn't work, I was early enough ahead of the curve that we could have easily just pivoted right back in the next launch, no foul, no gain, right? For sure. But if I had waited six months until now when this is happening, how would I be able to support this huge team? Right. Right. So I think to your point earlier, listening to our intuition, we, we know it whispers. Yes. Then it raises its voice a little bit. <laughs> then it raises its voice. Right. <laughs> and then finally it's like, like it, it just comes with the right hook. Right. For sure. Um, so it's like, we have to decide at what point in that cycle, <laughs> when will you listen to at what point friend? in the cycle? Are you willing to respond? But, but I would say as far as buyer mentality changes, it's not that people aren't spending. They absolutely are. Yeah. They're going to keep spending. It's just that now when they're, when they are spending, they are thinking in terms of security. Yeah. They, they do in all reality, they do have less disposable income, which means that they're being more discerning. Again, it doesn't mean they're not spending. It means they're going to be more thoughtful about their yeah. de decision, which means that as a business owner, you may need to have a little bit more intimacy 
and a Mm. little bit more human connection in the way that you're approaching people because they do have this little bit of underlying fear that's going on right now because they are spending more of their disposable income. Less is going back into savings. More money is going on the credit card right now. That's just the truth, right? So, you know, that change has happened. People are hesitant to make longer term commitments in a lot of instances, just simply because why it's common sense, because it feels very unpredictable right now. They simply don't know what to expect six months from now, two months from now, three months ago. They're not being crazy. They're not being irrational. They're thinking, we really don't know what's going to happen a couple months from now. Let me make a decision that I feel gives me a little bit of, you know, wiggle room, flexibility, whatever you want to call it, where I'm not locked in up to my ears. Right. Yeah. And, and then the other thing is, is, you know, so again, I would think about quick win. Mm -hmm. I would think about helping people to dip their toe in and get a result working with you in some capacity and then having a really good internal buyer strategy. Mm. The thing that we did right away was immediately when we started selling digital training programs, we had our sales team pivot into nurturing our own clients in those programs to then get them ready to upsell on the higher ticket thing. And we found that once people see, they get inside and they're like, oh yeah, okay, this is good. I feel good. Like this was a good decision. I trust myself. Like I don't feel scared anymore then they're going to be willing to make that same original investment that you would have wanted them to anyway. But they got that kind of security checkpoint that they were needing. Yeah. Um, I also would really encourage people. I, I think that when things are bloated and in a market where there's just so much money floating around, there's so much opportunity, it's so easy. We forget about the basics. We forget about the foundations. Now is a time to bring back your VIP days. It's a time to bring back your one-on-one and to raise your price potentially because people will pay it because it doesn't feel scary to sign up for one-on-one because it's just me and you. Yeah. Right. So just these little basic things, you know, it's going to be okay. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) These are fabulous tips. And I hope there are some people who are in the car listening or walking, high-fiving themselves because you're like, I'm doing it already, Kelly. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And then the people who are maybe like a little bit behind going, oh, okay, I'm going to pivot just a little bit. And sure. maybe your instincts were already starting to kind of speak to a little bit. And now it's time to take these next actions. And, you know, I, I think this is what we want. We all crave intimacy. We want to yeah. be connected with people. And I think that's such a positive thing where we're no longer just like, I don't know who this stranger is on this Facebook app, but I'm going to give them five grand. Yes, ma'am. I think that this is that next level of how we can innovate as marketers as well, of really bringing people into the fold, bringing them into who we are on a deeper level. So yeah, I really love these tips. I really appreciate all of their wisdom and insights. And I hope that listeners have found something very helpful for them so that you can start applying this right now and going towards the end of the year, feeling like really good about yourself and understanding like, oh, I was thinking about surveying my clients. I was considering pulling back those VIP days. I was, I was thinking about maybe bringing them along a longer nurturing sequence. So now this is that next level of, oh yeah, 
that resonates. And I was thinking about it. Now this is an extra confirmation. I really, I really love that. And so for people who are, whether you're starting out your business or you've been in business for a while, seeing your own trends, you know, I know, I understand that pain of when you're starting off a business and you're like, I just need my first 10 buyers. Like, what are you saying? So maybe just like one little piece to give to the people who are just starting out and they're like, I just want to make a buck for the first time. Yeah. Listen, you, you hit the nail on the head because in the world of online marketing, this idea of never talking to a human has been glamorized, like digitize everything, automate everything. Don't talk to anyone. And so everyone has gone down that path. And guess what? No one is fulfilled that way. Humans are meant to connect. Humans want connection, right? They want intimacy. They want to feel seen. They want to feel heard. They want to feel that they have rapport with another human being. So if you're just getting started in this season, good for you. Congratulations. And all you need to do is show up and be real and be present and start having more interactions with people in your market, whether you're sending audio messages that are actually just you, like connecting with people, a short 30 second video. Maybe you're going live a little bit more frequently. Maybe you're reaching out and inviting people to just do connect calls to see how you can serve them. They're in your Facebook group. Hey, what kind of topics resonate for you? What kind of content can I put out that would really make a difference and want you to hang out and spend more time in my community? Like just reach out to other humans because that is, again, if you're just getting started and you haven't fallen into this trap of like, I need to be like, digitizing everything and automating and never like speaking to another human, you have a huge advantage in this moment in this market because people are going to want to connect with the person that they're mentoring with and they're going to want real interaction. And so if you're just getting started, you have a huge advantage because you can just do it. Yes. There's nothing standing in your way. It's like literally pick up your phone, send a couple audios, send some videos, invite people to a connect call or a little intimate private zoom where you're going to add some value and answer some questions, like just connect with people. Amen. I love that. So mm-hmm. Kelly, let's send some folks your way who have now just fallen in love with you. Um, <laughs> so the Kelly Roach show, you have a beautiful podcast. How long have you been doing the podcast for? Oh my gosh. I think six years. I think wow. we're at almost 900 episodes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best place. I mean, if anybody like is excited about what we want to talk about today, the episodes are 20 minutes or less. So they're like power packed, short, sweet to the point, but you walk away with something very tangible every single time to be like, this is going to make my life better. It's going to make my business better. It's going to help you move forward, you know, with your goals. And, um, yeah. So great. Great. We'll send them to the podcast. We'll have the link right in the show notes for everybody. And Kelly, thanks for connecting. Thank you for sharing your wisdom here on the podcast. It was great to see you again. You too. It was great to see you. And thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. 